everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about addiction. I've been a little bit reluctant to do an episode about addiction because it can be such a sensitive topic for many people, including myself. But with many of us going back into lockdown, my spirit team has been whispering in my ear all day to do this episode. And the sense of urgency I have felt from them the entire day tells me that it is crucial and that I need to make this one a priority over any others. Since I was 13, I have battled addiction on and off. I think when people hear the word addiction, they automatically assume it's to drugs or alcohol. And most of the times that rings true. But over the years, I have battled other addictions that were not only drugs and alcohol. As far as I know, there are two types of addiction. The first one is a chemical addiction, and this one refers to addiction that involves the use of substances. And the second is behavioral addiction, and this one refers to addiction that involves compulsive behaviors. These are persistent, repeated behaviors that you carry out even if they don't offer any real benefit. So let's talk a little bit more about the chemical addictions and their symptoms. The first one is the cravings can be so intense, enough so that it affects your ability to focus on anything else but that craving. The second is unease or worry if you can't easily access the substance. And the third, risk taking the substance while working or driving. The fourth, the inability to stop using the substance. And the fifth, withdrawal symptoms while trying to quit. Some of the most common chemical addictions include alcohol, heroin, marijuana, cocaine, nicotine, and prescription pain meds. Now let's talk about signs of the behavioral addiction. They may include spending large amounts of time engaging in that behavior, hiding or lying about the behavior, irritability, anxiety, depression, or other withdrawal symptoms when attempting to quit, or using that behavior to escape from unwanted emotions. Some of the most common behavioral addictions are shopping, gambling, exercising, food, sex, TV, and social media. There are many ways to seek help for both types of addiction. There are rehab centers, therapy, counseling, support groups, and more. It is possible to overcome addiction, but it must, and I say must, be a want. I'm not a doctor or an expert, so I don't have all of the answers, but what I've been guided to talk about in this episode is my journey to healing and to share how I've done it through the help of my spirit team and to shed light upon others struggling with their own addictions. People use addictions to hide from pain and trauma. They use it to numb any painful emotions, and if anyone understands addiction, it's me. So back to that 13-year-old girl. That's when I really started to experiment with alcohol. I liked feeling carefree and any sadness I was feeling from childhood trauma was replaced with a feeling of silliness and laughter. But that led to a night of sexual assault at 13 and from that evening my life spiraled out of control. Every chance I got I would drink. I would sneak alcohol from my parents liquor cabinet whenever I was going out. And I started going to parties at a very young age because one of my best girlfriends was two and a half years older and she would take me with her to hang out with all of her friends. We drank rye and ginger ale every single time before we would even leave her house. I was even going to the bars with her when I was just 16 and a half 
I had gotten fake ID and it worked so well and I was let in everywhere. There wasn't a night though that I didn't pre-drink before going out and I felt that I needed the alcohol to help me let go of my insecurities and to numb any of my emotions. The biggest problem was that I never knew when to stop. I made such poor choices back then and sometimes I would just black out, throw up, cry or get emotional. I was and still am a very peaceful person, but if someone would hurt me or anger me while I was intoxicated, I had a really hard time holding back this internal rage. I was actually kicked out of several bars for fighting, and yes, I know that sounds crazy, and I swear I wasn't looking for trouble, but with alcohol, I had the courage to stand up for myself and that led to a few bar fights. I experimented with a few different types of drugs as well, and that mixed with alcohol was just bad news. And you would think that I would learn a lesson every bad choice I made, but I didn't. I would just continue to drink because I didn't want to feel anymore. I didn't want to feel anything. I hated myself back then. I hated the choices and the decisions that I made. Alcohol and drugs were my temporary escape from reality. When I was 19, almost 20 years old, I was living with someone in the United States, and he was an alcoholic. I was never in love with him and I know that now, but at the time I wanted to escape from my parents and he was almost like a band-aid for me at the time. I had always had an issue with alcohol, but living with him put me over the edge. We would also pre-drink before we went out and at the bar I would drink double cranberry vodkas and sadly I could keep up with him pretty well. I had also had fake ID back then and I got in everywhere with them. We would have these blowout fights by the end of the night and I would always end up on the phone with someone back home, crying my eyes out. I was miserable then, but I felt that I was right where I needed to be at the time. Well, one of my lowest of the lowest times happened on a night out downtown Dallas, Texas. We had had a few drinks before we went out to meet his friends on that night. And while we were at the bar, we kept ordering one after another and somehow we ended up in a fight again and I was so upset that I left the bar. I was completely drunk walking the streets of downtown Dallas with high heels on and an outfit only fit for a bar. I remember meeting some random guy that offered to buy me a drink in a bar down the street and I accepted. I even have a hard time remembering that drink. All I do remember is feeling uncomfortable with them so I just left and I went outside alone. There were two police officers on their bikes out in front of the bar and I remember talking to them, not really remembering what I had said, but the next thing that I know, I was placed under arrest and was in handcuffs in the back of a paddy wagon along with a bunch of other people. I'm pretty sure I passed out on the drive over to the police station, and when I came to, I was in a room waiting to be processed for my night in jail. I remember two female police officers stripping me naked and searching me. I was then handed an orange jumpsuit and brown sandals and shown myself for the night. There were three other women in there with me. It was such a tiny, dark, cold cell with a gross toilet in the middle. And I was so drunk that all I remember was laying down and passing out. And when I woke up in the morning, I had to go get fingerprinted and take my mugshot. I was mortified. I was told I could be let out that morning but would need to appear before a judge in a few weeks because I had been arrested for public intoxication. I was given my clothes back but I had no wallet, no jacket, and no money. I tried to call my boyfriend but he wasn't answering. He was probably still passed out drunk and I didn't know what to do. 
I left the police station walking the streets trying to find a taxi. It was a horrible, scary part of town, and I'm dressed as if I was just coming from a club. I was absolutely terrified, and after about 10 minutes of walking, I finally found a cab, and I had told them that I had no money, but I would pay them as soon as I got back to the apartment. But I do believe now that going to jail that night saved me from what could have been another horrific trauma. I don't think I had told anyone about my shameful night for many years except my boyfriend's mother. She was a recovering alcoholic, and she told me that she was so worried about me because I reminded her of herself back in the day. She even reached out to my parents back home and told them that I had had a problem and I should be in AA. Well, I didn't listen. I did, however, leave him, and I knew we weren't meant to be together. But I continued to drink and use drugs until I tried to get pregnant in my 30s. I cleaned up my life six months before because I knew I needed to be healthy if I wanted to become a mother. During the 10 years that my husband and I spent alone without kids, I felt safe to drink with him. He was my protector, but I knew I was still hiding from my painful past. I knew that I wanted to continue to be numb because I wasn't ready to heal. But cleaning up my body before pregnancy really helped me. Having my children made me not need to hide anymore because I was so busy doing my best to be a good mother. But when my youngest son was about two years old, I had suppressed trauma come to the surface. It was so horrific for me, and I instantly relapsed. For a short time, I went back to my old ways and numbed myself. I waited until my babies were asleep as that was my worst time because I was alone with my thoughts and I didn't want to think or feel any more pain. And then my spiritual journey began. I had no other choice but to learn to heal my life. And so one day I remember crying and I knew that if I had called upon Archangel Raphael, he would help me with addiction. I had had enough of living a life that I was hiding from, and so I begged my angels to save me. I told them that I would do anything to heal myself, and I meant it. And the very next day, I quit everything. I was done. I went right to work on my traumas. It was brutal, though, because I allowed myself to feel it all, and there were days when I wanted to give up. I didn't want to be alive anymore. I almost wished that I would fall asleep and never wake up. And every single time I thought I had healed one wound, another would surface. There was one particular day that the pain was just too much. I was dying inside and I felt like I couldn't go on. And my thoughts were going to a very, very dark place. Nick and the boys were upstairs all sleeping in our bed. And I was downstairs hyperventilating, crying, walking around in circles, contemplating taking my life. I wanted the pain to end. I had lived through more traumas than most could ever have in one lifetime, and I was angry. I was angry that this was the life that I had had to live. And as I paced our home with these heavy thoughts, I wasn't even considering my husband or kids. I was falling deeper and deeper into that dark hole, when all of a sudden one of my angels yelled at me to run upstairs and look at my family. And so I did. I flew open the door to the bedroom, and what I saw was three of the most angelic humans that I have ever known. They were sleeping so peacefully, and as I stood in that doorway sobbing, it was as if I had snapped out of that dark spell and looked at my family with a heart full of gratitude. My children deserved a mother who chose to fight, and my husband deserved a wife that would be his partner in life 
and help him to raise these incredible humans that we were gifted. And that night, I made a choice. I chose to heal. I chose to fight back and be the best wife and mother that I could ever be. And I was going to do that sober. And so you see, this is why I believe that people turn to addiction, to hide from pain. And right now we're in the middle of a pandemic and my spirit team guided me to do this episode because unfortunately, many are turning to addiction to cope. I'm fortunate enough to be able to enjoy alcohol again because I no longer drink to numb and I may go weeks without a drink because I don't need it. And when I do choose to have that glass of wine or margarita, I do it when I'm in a high vibration and I now know my limit, which is usually one or two drinks. But again, it's not just drugs and alcohol that are the issue. It can be the shopping, the compulsive exercising, sex, TV, eating, and social media. We all have our vices. It's part of living a human experience. But what is absolutely crucial is that you recognize why you have that addiction. What is going on in your life to make you need these things? What are you hiding from? Healing is never easy, and I totally get it. It is so bloody hard to do. But our souls are here to learn and evolve, and how can we do that if we remain stuck? And this pandemic is forcing everyone to heal. When have any of us ever had this much time on our hands? We're being guided to work through our shit, and your guides, and I mean everyone's guides, are concerned that people are going to either continue numbing or will be starting to numb their emotions while being isolated. And they wanted me to reach out to all of you to help you learn to feel it, to heal it. We turn to these addictions because we're afraid to let that mask fall away. We put on such a brave face every day to not only convince others that we're okay, but to also convince ourselves. All of the chemical and behavioral addictions that I mentioned earlier, well, I've struggled with each and every single one of them. And when I say that I got sober, I mean from heavy drugs. Do I still have the occasional drink? Do I still gamble, shop, eat well? Yes, yes I do. But I now do those things because I enjoy them. I've faced my pain head on. I've had to. I believe in moderation with every single thing in life and not using substances or behaviors to mask our feelings is when we know that we are truly free. As a medium, I have connected to so many souls on the other side whose lives have ended because of addiction. And almost each and every one of those souls have told me that they were in pain. They told me that they also tried to numb everything, and I get it. But we need to learn from them, hence this episode. You may even feel guided to send it to a loved one or friend that is struggling, and perhaps it may save their life in ways that you'll never know. So I want to leave you all with this today. Addiction is difficult and so, so hard to heal from, but it is possible. And the one and only thing that makes it possible is to want it. You've got to want it so badly that there is no other option but to heal your life. You can call in your angels and spirit team to help you, and they will. Ask Archangel Raphael or Archangel Michael to help you heal that addiction. They may guide you to a counselor, treatment center, healer, or psychologist, and it's up to you whether or not you choose to go. And right now, everything can actually be done online. So if you are struggling, please, please reach out to someone. You never have to struggle alone. I'm stubborn, and I did suffer alone for so long. But I finally asked for the help, and yes, for me, it was asking my angels. 
but even that took a lot for me to do. And here I am today, feeling like I don't have to hide anymore, and you can as well. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast and for allowing me to pour my heart and soul into this episode. It was not easy to be so vulnerable, but I was guided to be honest about my struggles because maybe, just maybe, it will help someone in need. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.